Actually, episode seven, but you don't know that. But this is episode four of the Closet of Nonsense, and it's just me, psychotic Eric Smith. Uh, kind of deciding to do this episode mostly as a filler because I got to be honest with you, we took a big break there. It was not an intended break, but it was a break nonetheless. Um, I feel like since we started this podcast, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, and I feel like I need to kind of explain it. Um, first and foremost, I need to go ahead and just say I hate the fucking holidays. I hate them. And so as soon as we start getting into them, basically the day after Halloween, my anxiety and my depression just kicks in and I want to eat everybody's faces off. And because of that, I get super hard to be around. And because I'm super hard to be around, it's really hard for me to get people to come in and want to record or want to spend time. That isn't to say, however, that we didn't get some recording done. Actually, one of the things that did get done was a huge chunk on depression, seasonal depression versus actual depression. And I say actual depression with a little bit of flavor to it because there's those people that say, oh, I'm so depressed. And they're actually not. It's not a clinical thing. They just know they don't feel right. Um, I understand the difference. I deal with it. I deal with it better or more knowledgeably than most do because I've been dealing with it for a very, 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 very long time, not just in myself, but in those around me. So, um, unfortunately when I went through and started listening to a couple of those recordings, um, for one, I didn't get a couple of people I really wanted to get on the show to actually get, have time to sit down. Um, the other re- thing is that I listened to one of them and it was a, a friend of mine. She's been through a lot and she actually gave some things away on there that she said, fine, whatever, but I I don't feel right sharing some of the quote-unquote secrets that she put out there. Um, She's actually going through a child custody case, and I feel like anything that we release from that might get used against her, and I I just didn't, I don't want to be that guy. Um, I know she's stronger than most and actually has helped me through some things, but it just felt wrong to include that. So that episode didn't get released. Um, another one of the episodes we were working on was the fact that we're talking about, you know, I, I work as a DJ in a strip club. I am a photographer. I'm a videographer. I deal with porn stars and models and Instagram models and all these different things. And I wanted to have an in-depth with several people in the sex industries and discuss, you know, the stigmas and, and what it's like being a part of that. We didn't really get an opportunity to finish that out. It turns out that's a lot more daunting of a task than I had really intended it to be. And, uh, man, uh, just the bits and pieces that I put together, I don't like doing an edit and a really heavily edited show and it was going to become that. And I'd rather just get everybody together and have a real round table. Um, also because I like to film it and, and have some, you know, put some faces to names, um, I think it would just be a really, really good experience, and I think everybody would really enjoy it. Um, I, I continue to send feedback on that one because that's one I'm, we're definitely going to do. Um, so I apologize because both those episodes we just couldn't do. And then another episode that was supposed to be me and Jobin talking about production. I don't know how many of you listened to episode three, but we're a little scattered, and we kind of wander all over, and we actually are working on a couple of different mashups and remixes right now. And he wanted to talk about some new material coming out from Cybergoth Dance Party. And that's uh, DJ AK and Jobin together. And that stuff is actually being released right now. Um, 
which brings me to the real reason why we had to take such a break. I don't know what it is about Grand Junction, Colorado or Mesa County, but this area is so prone to just mini plagues of things. Just, you know, I moved down here, um, got almost seven years ago now, and there were these swarms of mosquitoes that summer. I just remember everywhere you went, like it would, you could actually see them as like birds in the sky and you'd be like, no, those are actually insects right here. A couple of years ago is these, these pine beetles or these box elder bugs. I, they were, they were these fucking beetles and they were everywhere. Like, and you say, oh, a swarm. I'm talking like at times, like I power, I washed my house and when they came out from under the eaves, it was a wall of bugs. You couldn't actually see the, the sighting on the house. And I live in a log cabin, so it's like, it should have been like bumps and something. No, it was just fucking bugs, nothing else. And that's gross, but also a phenomenon that's other than in the Bible. You don't really see that anywhere. At least I never have. So that was really freaky. Um, this last summer, it was the moths. There was moths everywhere. And I don't know that much about, I'm not an entomologist, but they were gray and gross and got on everything and in everything and you'd start your car and they'd come out of the air conditioning and you'd open a door and they'd fly everywhere and you'd you know throw a stick and they'd fly off the ground they were just fucking everywhere and it's like this plague of moths well and this actually made national news here in november december we had rhinovirus and and it was this there was just an enormous number of people particularly kids they they, they shut down the schools because so many people were sick there were people in the ER, there were people in the urgent cares, there's people, the doctor's offices were just flooded, and there was just entire businesses almost on the verge of shutting down. People were working seven days in a row for two, three weeks in a row because their their coworkers and their employees were just so sick they couldn't come in. It was miserable, and I didn't catch exactly the worst of that, but what of it I did catch, I actually lost my voice. And I am not a very tall person. I'm broad. I'm size fat. So there is that. But if I don't have my voice, I don't have a whole lot of emotion. And I definitely don't have any real presence. So I just feel incredibly small and goofy when I don't have a voice. And I didn't really want to record. It's still not completely there. I'm, tr- I'm fighting the urge to cough right now. It's, it's just stupid. But I dealt with that for about three and a half weeks. Um, Jobin actually caught that about two weeks into what I was going through and it laid him out. Like he had headaches, couldn't get out of bed, stayed in his fucking pajamas for days. Like he was miserable. And so he's just now starting to feel better. That's one of those situations you just can't avoid. And actually that's why a few people couldn't be on the show. Uh, my friend Brandon was going to be on and he was so sick that he missed work. Uh, he missed a ton and just was like, man, I'm so sorry, but I just can't come over. There's no way. And, and I appreciate that too. Cause I am one of those people that believes that when you're sick, you shouldn't be around people like stop spreading that shit around. Yeah. I hate that people get fired or are afraid of being fired for being ill. And then I have to go to work. I get it. If you need it, if you need the, the income and you've got to go, if you miss a day of work, that means you're not paying your rent or something. I totally understand that. But man, if you're in food service or anything like that, and you're, you're just, part of the problem you're spreading this infection everywhere and it really bothers me i am by no means a germaphobe i've i've snorted vodka off the ground and eaten ants and i you know none of that shit bothers me but if you actually know that you're ill 
and you end up going to work in a social setting of any kind, be it a be it retail or restaurants or god forbid in the medical fields and you go to work or you're in the schools giving to our kids which then spreads it even more man stay home do the best you can you know everyone's like hand sanitizer bullshit that stuff doesn't actually work as well as you think it do it's a it's a social placebo take care of yourself take your fucking vitamins (laughs) so that's the real reason we didn't record or release any episodes for the last month um and man, what a month it's been. Uh, lots of ups and downs. I'll be sharing some personal stories about some of that over the next couple of weeks here. Um, but I want people's reactions rather than just me telling it. Because for most people, they'd be like freaked out listening to what's gone on in the last few days, especially for me. And it's going to be a lot prettier or nicer of a dose of medicine if it's got like the laughter that is evident here. Because I don't know if it's a luck thing I don't know if it's just the way I am, but the bottom line is if there's something that can go wrong, it's gonna, that's just how my life works. And man, have I had to question reality. I got asked earlier today, what time zone I live in and we live in the fucking twilight zone. That's the only thing I can figure. Um, you know, Skylar said something to me a couple years ago, Skylar King, DJ, AKA we're sounds dark as shit. We were in a car accident together a couple years ago. And last summer, uh, actually two summer ago, two summers ago now, because now we're in 2020, um, he made the comment, bro, maybe we died in that accident and this is hell. And there's times where he's like, man, that's dark as fuck. But he's maybe not wrong. Because holy shit, there's a lot that just goes on day to day that makes me go, what in the fuck is my life really made of these days? And... I had actually planned on getting this one uh, recorded and out on uh, New Year's Eve because I'm not one who buys into the whole hoopla of, you know, oh, it's a new year, new me. Fuck you. If you, you don't need resolutions. If you want to better yourself, better yourself. You don't need a, a, a holiday. You don't need a, a new month. You need to make the fucking decision. Just do it. Be better. Decide to be better and then do it. Follow through. Don't, don't use some excuse because then you have an excuse when you fall off the wagon, when you when you decide not to do what you said you were going to do, you can look back at it and go, uh, well, I mean, it's June now and my resolution was, fuck you. Be better. Don't make excuses. Don't overcomplicate shit. Don't come at me with this idea of, oh, well, it's a new year, so I have to do things new. If you want to be better, just be better. Don't make excuses. Don't be bullshit. Don't lie. Just do what you need to do to make yourself better. It's not hard to be nice. It's not hard to make the decision. You just have to make the decision, and that's what you go with. That was kind of my point there, but at the same time, it is a time to reflect. I mean, one of the things that is striking me, I was born in 1979. That means that effectively, I've been alive, although momentarily, inside six decades, 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, teens, and now the 2020s and and I had them already referred to as the roaring 20s which I think is kind of emo but I kind of love it so in my head that's how it is um raw xd that's how that one works uh it, it makes me think you know there are so many things that have changed and and I was just kind of asking myself if I asked myself 10 years ago if I knew where I was going to be if I knew I was going to be where I am now I would laugh. 
because my life 10 years ago versus my life now are drastically different. And yet they really aren't. There's so many things that stay the same. The more things change, the more they do stay the same. And I find that comforting and alarming at the same time. And I, I hope I'm not the only person that feels that way. Um, the other side of it is watching people celebrate and watching them move forward and watching them do stuff. I don't believe that anyone should ever have to find a special reason to celebrate something they do in life. I don't like celebrating mediocrity, but I do believe in celebrating oneself. And I'm discovering lately that I'm watching people succeed, really truly succeed and do well for themselves and, and be down on themselves. Just be really like, oh my God, I could have done this. I should have done this. I did. They don't take a moment to, to take pride in how far they've come. And while I always tell people or I always expect of myself to be looking forward and wanting things to be better, there is absolutely nothing wrong with stopping, taking a breath, looking around and recognizing how far you've come. And not enough people do that. And I think that's why so many people are ha have so much anxiety and so much fear about new things or new ideas or new concepts or taking the leap that they need to take to move forward in their own lives is because they haven't recognized that they've taken those leaps before. Maybe not the same way or the same thing, but they've actually taken that stab and drove forward in a way that they need to do more often. And fear is the great balancing act that we have in that, is the fear of failure or the fear of success. And I know far more people who are afraid of success than they are failure. Most people who are afraid of success don't even try. People who are afraid of failure are the ones who die trying. And I, I wanted to do a whole lot more on that and actually have other people to talk to, but circumstances being what they are, I want your input. I want, I want those of you around here, I want, I want people who actually listen to this to, to really check in with me. Um, I want to do more. I want to delve more into the, the human psyche and the, the human condition and, and really talk about that on these episodes where I'm by myself. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to kind of get into because of that is that we have developed a way for people to call in. Uh, what we want to do is do video chat uh, using Facebook Messenger. We'll set up a camera and we've got it mic'd in through the, the board and you can actually call us and talk to us and have a conversation in real time that we record. And so you can you can be a part of this the show even if you live in frickin' Madagascar. I don't give a shit. I want more people involved. And I know that there are those of you who go, well, I've never done anything like that. Cool. That's even better. I want virgins. Be my sacrifice. That's what I want. I want those of you that are out there who haven't really had the time to express yourself or you've got some great concept or some idea or just you want to just talk. Make sure you do that. Um, I'm going to get wrap this one up. I, I will say this. In December, I had four people that I know, two of whom I consider friends, commit suicide. And I myself was probably far closer to being on that edge than I realized myself. And that is a very, very serious thing to me. Um, anybody who's known me for any length of time, my best friend killed himself. And I'll never be the same. Just saying that out loud and I'm choking up. And that's me being real. I have a hard time with that. And it's far too often the people that you don't notice, or you don't see the signs, because they're the people you're leaning on. They're the people that you're looking to for support 
and they're the people that answer all your questions and are always there when you pick up the phone. Make sure everybody you know, whether you love them, hate them, or are indifferent, just make sure everybody knows no one's ever alone. There are hotlines. There are groups. There are just make sure your phone's ready. And if you stop and take a second and make your own needs and wants secondary for a moment for the sake of somebody else's mental health, you you might be saving a life. You don't even know. Just knowing you have somebody really does matter. So please, 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 everybody take that seriously. Um, please keep everything coming. We are on that Facebook page. Uh, it is The Closet of Nonsense. Look us up. Send us messages. We have the Gmail account up. It's just thecloseteofnonsense at gmail.com. We want to make sure that everybody that wants to reach out and talk to us, do it. Um, we're going to be talking about paranormal experiences. We're going to be talking about uh, theology. Which, you know, I like I like talking religion because it causes an argument, and that's <laughs> I love the chaos of that. Um, we're getting into an election year, and even though I've been expecting a lot more great punk music over the last four years, uh, guess what? We're going to be talking politics this year, and it's going to happen. Um, I do want to get a few people on on here. Audrey Kelly has said she wants to do an episode. Trevanti Jaramillo wants to do an episode. I've got other people committed that are like, yeah, let's get it scheduled. So uh, let's get that done. If you have any interest at all, hit me up. I want to talk, and let's get it recorded. Um, music on this one. Uh, I let it in with Dahlia Ray's Misery. Um, I, I can tell you flat out, this one ripped her guts out writing it. So uh, hope you enjoyed that one. Make sure you check her out. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, show some love. She'll be on this show at some point, I guarantee. And then I closed it out with uh, 86B's new track. We dropped that one for Brian in December. Uh, it's a song for those who couldn't make it. That's uh, a pretty good song. Uh, recorded at Scallywag Studios, which is his studio there in Denver. Um, make sure you're showing these artists some love. And then make sure you're going to uh, our, uh, our iTunes, our Spotify subscribe we like listening to, we like knowing who's listening to us but make sure you support those artists just as much please thank you very much and have a good one